Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. We know that this episode today is going to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carleton University, around the world, at Campus Rush. Father, we thank you for your presence, your spirit that is here. We give you all that adoration, all praise, oh God. Be magnified, be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Hey, please have a seat. You can stay wherever you are. I just really felt um, kind of sitting down and um, just having a conversation today. Is that all right? Can, is that all right? Can we just talk today? Is that okay? Yeah? Help me turn to somebody. Yeah, you could just, you could stay with me. Let's please clap for our musicians. You have Danny, Yayo, thank you for being with us. Just keep playing that progression for me. Um, Man, how many people are excited for what God has been doing? We had an incredible uh, summer. Um, I know a bunch of you guys were here through this summer. I really want to thank you for our summer season and for being here. Uh, God definitely was here and still is here. But how many you know that whenever God is getting ready to do something new, he always hits us with something new? He always does. He always does. And tonight is no exception. This is our last summer service before um, fall begins next week. We have a revival night. And uh, anybody pumped for revival night next week? Trust me. Um, those of you who were there in, um, um, in Montreal, we had a great time. And, and then, of course, in Toronto, we had an awesome time. But we're bringing the tour right here next week. Uh, it's going to be signs, miracles, wonders. Um, God is going to move. We'll have the healing team out here. Uh, the prophetic will be flowing. The word will be from the throne room of God. The worship is going to be electric. God's presence is going to be here. As it always says, next week is our official first service back um, after the summer break. And so just know that God is truly, truly going to move next week. So I want you to invite your friends, tell everybody to come out next week. We're going to be right here. Next week you can come out. Uh, it's going to be Thursday night. We've decided to actually move it from Friday into Thursday. So we'll be right here and we've designed so many things for you. Um, George, would you just kind of wave? This is our coordinator for all of our Frost Week stuff this, this year. Come on, please give it up for George. Um, and... Uh, we have incredible things set up for you afterwards. Uh, so please patronize it and come out. God is definitely going to bless you. Um, I thank everybody who came out to Dunamis. Were you blessed by the Dunamis conference? Anybody? Wow. Wow. It was, it was an incredible time in God's presence. I mean, God truly moved and uh, his spirit was here. So we thank everybody for patronizing, for coming out and being with us through our conference our main church conference tonight, um, I just really felt compelled to kind of just sit down and I haven't done this in a while and I just really wanted to sit down and have a conversation and um, kind of talk to you about um, what's next, what's next. Um, just tap your neighbor and say, what's next? Yeah, just tap somebody else, you didn't like that one, just say, what's next? Hey, we're, we have so many people watching from all over the world. Um, can you just, just make some noise and holler for our online family, our E-Fam? E-Fam, we love you so much. And, um, you know, I had someone message me today. said, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of Campus Rush. I live all the way in Africa, but this is my home. And this is, where I, this is where I would like to serve. How can I serve from correspondence? And so we thank God that the vision is truly expanded. Come on, you can do better than that. This is your church. Man. In Exodus 3, the Bible says that as Moses was in the wilderness, 
he was walking around and he was going through about his day and everybody knows the story. Uh, he was a murderer, so he found himself kind of beautiful. It's, it's all here. Um, and uh, it shows that he was in the wilderness and, you know, he was just kind of minding his business. And the Bible says all of a sudden came forth a burning bush. Someone shout burning bush. There was a burning bush. Um, and uh, the Bible, let's read it right here. It's Exodus 3 verses 2. Can we read it together? One, two, three, and go. School's about to start. <laughs> this participation is suspect. Come on, let, let's, try, let's try it together. One, two, three, go. Just like that. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bish was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. Can you give it to me in the New King James Version? Let's read it in the NKJV uh, real quick if we can. Um, I, I just want us to really get the full context of it. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. I have a simple message for you tonight. And I really just want to talk to you from the perspective of what's next. Every time God Shane is going to get ready to usher people into new things, he does new things. That's just how he works. When he's getting ready to bring you into a new season, he does something new that will trigger you into your new season. A lot of people believe this thing. They believe that they just appear and, you know, they just walk into their new season. No, you don't just walk into your new season. Something has to happen to you to signify that you're walking into a new season. Something has to happen to you to trigger that you've moved into that different gear. You know, I don't drive stick. How many people drive stick shift here? Drive stick shift. Wow, there's like two people. That's crazy. Okay, three people. Um, if you drive stick shift, Benga, Benga, come real quick. Would you just, do just run down, clap for this handsome young man rocking the Eagles. You know, when you're, when you're driving stick shift, you know, if you're going from gear one, you know, to gear two, to gear three, if you wanted to go on the highway, would you drive in gear one? No. Why wouldn't you drive in gear one? Because um, gear one has a limit that doesn't take you on the highway. So gear one has a limit that, wasn't that can't take you on the highway. So if you went on gear one and you tried to drive at 140, the car wouldn't permit you to. That's exactly what God is talking to us tonight. God is saying this. He says, for the gear that I have set for you this next school year, for the gear that I have set, for the pace that I have set for you for this fall season, for the pace that I have set for you for this new season, you cannot be operating in gear four when the highway demands for gear six. I want to talk to somebody. I want to talk to somebody today and tell somebody this one word: shift gears. That's what I want. That's what I want to tell somebody: shift gears. Come on, tell somebody: shift gears. Thank you so much. Shift gears. There is a a need for you to shift into a new season, but something must happen to you. This something I don't just call it any random thing. This something I call is called the supernatural. Anytime God wants to bring somebody into something new, he encounters the individual. He literally 
prepares an encounter. Here we find Moses, and he's just, you know, he's kind of feeling bad about himself. He ran away. He knows he's a murderer. He's just chilling, and all of a sudden, this supernatural encounter comes and finds him. I've come to understand this one thing, that whenever there's a call of God upon your life, and God has called you, you know, this week I did a Q&A, and somebody asked me, you know, how, how do you know you are called? I said, listen, God called everybody. Everybody's called, but few people are chosen. I really believe that you are the chosen of God in this room right now. I believe that. You are chosen. You are chosen of God. And whenever God calls somebody, what he does is he doesn't neglect those he's called and those he's chosen. Even if you are on the back end of your life and you feel that you've messed up and you feel that there's no hope for you, God still finds a way of bringing a supernatural encounter to you to usher you into your new season. Isn't God good? Come on, let's give him glory because he's good. We're having a conversation today. We're having a conversation today. You see, he finds a way. Moses was literally down on life. Moses was like, I murdered somebody. I killed somebody. I'm a murderer. I found myself here in the Midian land. I'm just walking. I'm with, tending to my father-in-law's sheep and his cattle. And all of a sudden, I see the supernatural thing occur. I can almost understand and know and almost, almost bet on the fact that Moses wasn't looking for a supernatural encounter. Moses wasn't looking to be shifted into a new gear. When God's hand is upon you, it doesn't matter if you want to be shifted. Other people need you to be shifted. <laughs> when God's hand is upon you, it doesn't matter about how you feel. His call is greater than how you feel. Oh, who am I talking to here? His call is greater than how you feel. His call is greater than how you appear. His call is greater than your ambitions. His call is greater, is far greater. And you know what? His arm is much longer than your legs. So it doesn't matter how far you run. His arm is long enough to come and grab you. You know, when I was not serious with God, could you give me some lights in the bottom? Don't mind. When I was not serious with God and I was contemplating this whole God thing, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, God, I don't think that you have anything for my life. I really don't think that you can truly use me the way that I think uh, or I know that you would want to use me. I, don't, I can't believe that. And then a man of God came to me. Joe, it's good to see you tonight. A man of God came to me. And the man of God said this. He said, Kofi, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand that your life is like a yo-yo. I was like, what do you mean? And he brought up a yo-yo from his pocket, Pastor Ryan. And he began to swing it and go down. And he's like, can you look at the round thing, the circular thing? I was like, yeah. He's like, do you know that it doesn't matter how far the circular thing goes? The rope is still attached to it to bring it back. And I've come for somebody tonight to let you know one thing. God can still use you no matter where you are. He's just waiting for a supernatural encounter. And he's waiting for an opportunity to provide you with a supernatural encounter. How many people want an encounter with God? Want an encounter with God? No, seriously, you want an encounter with God. You know, I'm, I'm done with mundane. I'm, I'm done with the routine of ministry. I'm done with the religiosity of church. I'm not, I'm, I no longer come to church for attendance. I no longer come to church to fill the seats. I no longer come to church to see my friends. Those are all good. I come to church to be changed. That's why I come here. I have an expectation of God. I come here to be changed. So every time I come to church, I say, God, 
I'm coming into contact with you. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like Moses in the wilderness. Father, bring an encounter to me. I'm desperate and I'm crying out. Even in the moments when I don't want one, bring one to me. So Moses finds himself here by the burning bush. I'm trying to tell you something. That every time God shifts you into something new, he does something new. Every time. Let's go to the New Testament. The Bible looks at this, and I was preaching about this at, at Dunamis the other day. The Bible depicts the fact that Mary was minding her business, and all of a sudden, one night, the angel appeared to her. John, the angel said this, do not be afraid, for behold, you're chosen of God, you're elect of God. And what's going to happen is, you are going to have a son, and the son's name is going to be Jesus, and he shall be the son of God, and his kingdom shall reign and have no end. And Mary looks, and Mary says, how can this be, for I know not a man. I don't know nobody. I, I haven't been with nobody. Nothing. How can I become pregnant? Do you know that the moment the angel had said the word, what happened is something new happened to Mary, so it ushered her into a new season. Automatically, she changed from being a virgin to a mother because of the Spirit of the Lord and encounter. Bible says Paul in Acts 9, Paul was on his way to Damascus to kill believers. And anytime God's trying to usher you into something new, he does something new. Paul's on his way to Damascus and all of a sudden a light shines from heaven and the light shines and the light begins to speak. How can a light speak? The light speaks because he's hearing a voice, but the lights are so bright that everybody is knocked out on the ground and the light is speaking and the voice that's coming out is saying, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, Lord, Lord. And all of a sudden he says, Saul, you're going to go to a man named Ananias. He's going to lay hands on you and you're going to be made well. All of a sudden Saul changed from being the man that was a murderer. It's now a man who was one of the most powerful revivalists in the Bible. I believe that you sitting here, you have the propensity to do something nobody's ever seen before. You have the ability to be somebody that nobody's ever seen before. You have the propensity to be a world changer. I'm in a room of world shakers. Are you here tonight? I'm in a room full of world changers. I'm in a room full of, uh, of shifters. I'm in a room full of people. Who believe that God can do something supernatural? If you're the one, say, I'm the one. Put your hands together and give God a good, good praise. Good praise. So we're on this tonight looking at how God does new stuff. How God does new stuff. I want to show you two things. This is how God does new things. Anytime God is getting ready to do something new, Pastor Kizito, what he does is he provides us with an encounter. Okay? Now, there's two types of encounters. There are natural encounters. We're encountering each other right now. And there are supernatural encounters. Encounters that people have with supernatural beings. You're talking angels. You're talking God himself. You're talking the Holy Spirit. Supernatural encounters. The season that you are going to enter into, you cannot make it on just human encounters alone. The season that you're about to enter into, you cannot make it on natural elements alone. You need some supernatural backing. I was in the 11th grade, and I'd failed school my whole life from kindergarten to grade 11. Terrible student. Some people can't relate. That was my story. Terrible. I just, I, nothing clicked for me. Nothing made sense for me. I would go to class, nothing made sense. I would read the books. It just wouldn't enter my brain. Nothing made sense in the scripture, <laughs> scriptures, in the scriptures as well. But nothing made sense in my textbooks. 
Nothing, nothing was clicking, nothing was making sense. I sat in the classrooms of my world issues class in grade 12 or in grade 11, and all of a sudden, as the professor, the teacher began to teach, concepts began to connect and click in my mind. And I'm asking myself, what's happening? I don't understand how this is happening right now because usually things don't stick to my mind. I don't get it. And, and, and the man that was failing in grade 11, things began to connect with me. And in grade 12, by the grace of God, I graduated with a GPA that my parents were, they did, my parents believed that the GPA did not belong to me. It was so high that my parents were like, Kofi, this is not possible. How can you, you started failing in grade one. How can you end high school with a 92 average going into university with scholarships? How was that possible? That's because God knew that there was an assignment for me at Tempest Russia and Carleton University. And the only way that I would be able to get that assignment is if God did something for me. He had to encounter me with something new before I walked into something new. I pray for you tonight and I prophesy if you're in this room that may God give you a miracle. May God give you a 24-hour miracle, a 48-hour miracle, a 72-hour miracle. I'm telling you. You want to go to the next level? Let something supernatural happen to you. The Bible says, and this is going to be our anchor scripture. The Bible says if you go to Acts 12, I'm just paraphrasing tonight. Next week I'll, I'll, I'll preach like a preacher. Tonight we're having a conversation. Acts 12. If you go to the Bible, you go to Acts 12. The Bible depicts a, a portion of scripture that talks about the fact that there was a man. Okay, great. You know what? Let me read it from my my Bible and then we'll get to that portion where I want to break down it says now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church then he killed James the brother of John with the sword and because he saw that it pleased the Jews he proceeded oh let it be light let it be light let it be light amen Let's clap for the folks back there. It's not, it's, not, it's not easy. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. It says, verses 4 says, So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison, speaking of Peter, and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intended to bring him before the people after Passover. And then verses 5 says it like this, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, meaning Herod was literally about to kill him the next day, it says that night as Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards that were before him at the door, it says, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Wow. And a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Verses 8. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, Put on your garments and follow me. That means he was naked. Verses 9. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what that was uh, did not know that what was being done was by an angel and the angel was real but he thought that he was actually seeing a vision verses 10 when they were past the first and the second guard post they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them 
of its own accord. I pray that a door will open in your favor. Oh, you're sleeping here. I said, I pray that a door will open in your favor. You're not understanding this scripture. Let me get two guys up here. You're not understanding this scripture. Real quick. Real, real quick. Come here. The Bible says that Peter was in prison, all right? And as Peter was in prison, there were guards that were blocking each of the doors in front of him. Then what happened was that he had two guards that were beside him and his hands were shackled up in prison. As he was shackled up in prison, there says, then came an angel of the Lord. That means that even in your chains, God still has a plan. That's what it means. God is so good that he doesn't bring you into a situation to leave you there. Oh God. He's so good that even in the situation, his love for you, don't forget, is like a yo-yo. You go far, but he always has a tracking device on you. You can go wherever you want, but there is a GPS on you, a God positioning system. There is a GPS on you. God knows where you are at all times. Don't think that you're out of his sight. You're not out of sight, out of mind. He knows where you are, even in the shackles of the prison cell. Oh my God. Even bound in addiction, even when you're bound in situations even when you're overwhelmed and overcome he still knows where he has you oh god who is this for golly jesus please be seated so he's here in the prison cell think about this I, sometimes i read this bible and I, I literally think i'm like did this actually happen no honestly maybe it's just me because it's like this stuff is is too crazy Think about it in our day and age right now. Somebody's locked up in prison. And an angel? Yo, you're crazy, bro. What do you mean? Yo, we're calling a social worker for you. An angel is going to appear to you. And an angel is going to tap you. And what's going to happen is the angel is going to tell you, don't worry, Peter. Remove the shackles. Put on your sandals. Put on your, your clothing. And I'm going to walk you through each of the prison cell doors. There was two guards at each door and there were four doors that were there. <laughs> so there was many guards that were in front of him. He said, I'm going to walk you through. How can you walk through a situation while your enemies are surrounding you? This is the word for you tonight. Even as you're surrounded by your enemies, God is surrounding your enemies. Even when you're in shackles, God's presence is still with you. I've told you tonight that before God does a new thing, a new thing must happen to you. A God encounter. I pray that a God encounter will meet you tonight. I pray God's spirit will meet you tonight. I pray God's presence will meet you tonight. Someone give God a praise. So, please be seated. So, here he is. One guard on the left. Are you sleeping? No, sleep, sleep. Put your head. Sleep. That. Amen. So, one guard is on the right. One guard is on the left. They're both asleep. Take it in. Let, let's be realistic. How can you be taking off shackles? moving because there was not like they were far they were sleeping right beside him how can you be taken off shackles making noise moving yourself and your enemies still not wake up because when you are in the midst of a supernatural encounter let's trace it back to exodus it's just as though you're looking at the bush that is burning but yet not consumed you can't understand it it makes no sense to you because it's a supernatural encounter there was an encounter with man but 
this night you need an encounter with God. Don't let people lie to you that the days of miracles are over. The days of miracles, signs and wonders are just about to happen. We're living in them. We're walking in them. We're breathing in them. You are in the midst of a revival. Don't let nobody lie to you. God is in the midst of moving. He's here. He's here. Please be seated. So he's moving. He's moving. He's not out of the prison yet, but he's moving and a miracle has already happened. The miracle is how can you get out of the prison cell? How can you get then beyond the four doors with the two guards at each and still make it to the city gate? Miracle number one, the guards sleep as the shackles are taken off. Miracle number two, as he's going through each of the doors, the guards are still asleep. Miracle number three, the gate that opens to the city, now understand this, the gates of the city were open and shut. It's not like they were open forever. The gates of the city were open and shut. During the times of the day, the gates of the cities would be open because the gates of the city represented where business was taking place. It was the place, the place of business transactions. So you can understand that there were merchants that were there. There were people that were around. There were guards, I'm sure, that were keeping the doors shut. Yet still, the Bible says, but the city doors and the gates that lead to the city opened on its own accord. That's the word of the Lord. The door is going to open on its own accord. Some of you have been praying for open doors. Don't pray anymore. The door is going to open on its own accord. You're sleeping here tonight. I, I, are you here in this building? Am I preaching to somebody? Am I communicating the word of God to somebody effectively? You're going to get to the door and stop praying for open doors. You've prayed for open doors for the last five years. Moving into this new season, don't pray for open doors. Walk to the door and just be there because the door understands it's your season. You know, what season it's your season, eh? And when it's your time, it's your time. And the doors that were meant to open for you, they even respect the fact of times and seasons. Because it's a supernatural thing. The Bible says in Genesis 8 that as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest time, shall never cease. Golden heat. That means that there is a time and a season for everything. And even the things of this world understand the principles of God. That there was a time to be able to harvest pineapples and harvest fruits. And there's a time where you can't harvest those things. There's a place that you harvest them and there's a place you don't harvest them. This season, I don't even care what has happened. You've prayed too many prayers in the last couple of years for doors to be shut. The doors are opening on its own accord. Someone shout amen. I'm going to keep saying it till you believe it. I said the doors are going to open on its own accord. The doors are going to open on their own accord. You'll apply to the job with no qualifications and they give you. Why? Because it's your season that the door shall open on its own accord. You apply for the school program when your GPA is so low, but you will still make it because it's your time and your season. And the doors must open on their own accord. You will go and all of a sudden people begin to favor you and you don't know why. Because the doors have no choice to open. It's your time and it's your season. It's your season. So, thank you so much, guards. Thank you. God bless you. Let's clap for that. God bless you, God. Bible says it like this. Let's move on to the next verse, verses, verses 11. Verse 11. And when Peter came to himself, good Lord. You see, sometimes God has to knock you out. Sometimes God has to put you in something where you don't even understand what is happening to you. 
is that Peter had to come to himself. That means he was not himself. He thought he was in a vision. But yet God knew all along what he was doing in the midst of a supernatural encounter. This is how you know you're in one. You can't tell the difference between reality and supernatural. <laughs> all right, let me quit. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Go on. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. The Bible says, and you saw it earlier in the verse, the church was praying as Peter was in prison. All right? Peter's loose from prison. The church is still praying. Verses 13. And as Peter knocked on the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to the door to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she, and I want you to underline this, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. Can you read this verse 14 with me? One, two, three, and go. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That God brings answered prayers to our doors and we don't open them? Isn't that crazy that they were praying for Peter and Peter was at the door and she was so excited she heard his voice that she went to go tell everybody? Isn't that what we do with our blessings? That we see that God is in the midst of putting it together before he completes it. We're already telling everybody. <laughs> We're already telling everybody of the good news when God is in the process of creating the good news. And so what happens is the miracle is on the other side of the door. Yet Rhoda doesn't do what she's meant to do and what many of us do not do, which is open the door. God is bringing the new, but you have to be availed to the new. You have to allow the newness and the encounter of God to occur to you to bring you into a new day. You have to allow what God is doing through you to germinate in you, to find expression in you so that you can operate in your new level of anointing. I'm wrapping up here. You see, many people, Nick, they know Peter for many things. They know Peter, uh, they know Paul, they know all these apostles in the Bible for incredible things. You know, when it, came to, 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 uh, uh, when it came to Peter, when it came to Paul, you're talking about the handkerchiefs that are healing people. You're talking about the shadows that are healing people. You're talking about many things, many miracles that have happened in the Bible. Many of these guys, like Moses, in the Bible who did incredible things for God had incredible encounters with God. So all I'm trying to tell you tonight is that as we, you move into a new season, as you move into a new day, as you move into what God has ordained for you, what God has called you to do, understand that an encounter is not an option. An encounter is a necessity. An encounter, yeah, yo, it's not an option. We, we can't say that we, we, I mean, I'll get serious with God if I have to. I mean, I'll read my Bible because I'm a Christian. I mean, I'll come to church if I have to fill the chairs. You see, it's, it's beyond that. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. An encounter with God is at the point whereby, even in the secret places and the crevices of your room and of your heart, there's a, there's a desire, there's a yearning in your spirit for more of Jesus. There's a desire 
even in your wilderness places, even in your drought, even in your mess, even in your shambles, even in all the areas that don't make sense, there's still a desire on the inside of you to know more of this Jesus. And what happens when you have that desire, even in the midst of wilderness, the burning bush then occurs and this supernatural experience comes to you and it changes you for the better. Let's be on our feet tonight. If you're looking for a summary, understand this simply. That as God does the new, you have a job. There's something for you to do in the process of God doing this new thing. Number one is to believe it. Number two is to accept it. That God is doing something new. When you know that God is in the process of of, of, of providing an encounter to you and changing you for the better and you know he's doing the imagine if as Peter was in the prison the angel came and he's like this can't be real imagine if he was so scared of the fact that if he moved a finger that the guards would wake up and kill him imagine put yourself in Peter's shoes this is the last day of his life this is the day the next day he's, he's supposed to be executed he's supposed to die he's supposed to be killed Yet, an angel of the Lord comes that night and Peter has the boldness and the tenacity and he has the faith to believe that God loves him so much to not leave him. That even in the place of death and in the valley of the shadow of death, there Peter still leans into the miracle that is, take off your shackles, lace up your sandals, Put on your clothes. Follow me. In the process of my encounter, I'm going to do something I've never done before because there's an assignment that I've never given anyone before. If you're here tonight, there is a fresh assignment. I've come as a prophetic voice tonight. There's a fresh assignment for you. A fresh, fresh new assignment for you. God has given you two things. Number one is to accept this encounter and this newness to believe this newness as well. Lean into it and walk in it. I pray for you. Why don't you lift your hands? I want to pray for you. I pray for you tonight that as you enter into new seasons, new territories, that you would never lose sight of the fact that before you walk into newness, you must encounter something new. Father, help my brother, help my sister, help your children, God, to be stirred in a direction for more of you, to long for encounters with you. And when you are in the process providing a supernatural encounter may we not be afraid may we lean in 
to this encounter. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Some of you get, oh, you clap. Let's clap unto God. Some of you guys that are here tonight are going to go home and there will be angelic visitation. There will be angelic visitation. Some of you guys this semester, and I'll get into more of that next week, but for some of you this semester, as you're going into school, for some of you, you're going back to work, you're doing different things, there are going to be ideas and fresh vision. There is going to be a, a help that's going to come. There is going to be this, this subtle whisper in your left ear, in your right ear, in your heart, in your spirit towards how to make a difficult situation easy. God is going to give you the, 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 the wisdom to handle uh, problems. He's going to give you the wisdom to handle situations. When he's in the process of doing it, don't be afraid. Lean into it. It's God. When you feel the urge at 3 a.m. in the morning to pray, lean into it. It's God. When you're at your last bit of yourself and someone comes to you and tells you exactly what you're going through, don't think that they're a witch. Lean into it because it's God. If Peter didn't lean into it, the church was in its inception stages. The church would have died. But Peter understood. And hey, if God is in the process of doing something new, I'll lean into it. And I'll see what comes of it. Tonight, I want you to find a partner. Just, just link hands with your partner. And I want you to pray for your partner right now. The one beside you. And I just want you to pray as we're going. I want you to pray that God would give them an encounter. A new encounter. A fresh encounter. Come on, lift your voice. Just pray for your neighbor. Pray for your neighbor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. 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 Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fresh encounters. Anybody who did something great for God first had an encounter. Mary was encountered. Saul was encountered. Peter was encountered. The disciples were encountered. Noah was encountered. Abraham was encountered. You need an encounter. You need a God encounter. You need a supernatural encounter. You need a supernatural encounter. Come on. Karebasaya. Jesus. Jesus. Kerabashandeya. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Come on. The God encounter. A supernatural encounter. A supernatural encounter. A supernatural encounter. Jesus. 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 Yeah, yeah. Jesus. 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 Repaka zibre gede bahandor yororobosia. Repaka zibre gede rebe shika dayaradabaha. Maramantori yaredebe shika dayaradabaha. Repaka zibre gede bahandor yoroboshi brakadiha. Repaka dayaradaraya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bakanda rabashata. Yeah, man. Pray, pray. They need an encounter. They need an encounter. For some of us in this room, we've been asking God for an answer. You don't need an answer, you need an encounter. Because when God encounters you, He changes you. Remanto, Zibreke, Arabashanta, Zibrekete, Arabashando Rosha, Repaka Zibreke de Beke de Bashaha, Remanturio Roboshik de Debasha, Repaka Zibre de Debesha, the Carabashanda Rabakaya, Lebrandorio Robosika Tayan and Rabashanda. Jesus name. You see. Encounters, supernatural encounters with God. As I'm, I'm going to finish up right here with this point. But supernatural encounters with God, what it does is they provide clarity and they stir up an atmosphere for miracles. That's what happens. Those are the benefits of supernatural encounters. It provides clarity. It provides confirmation. They, 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 they stir up an atmosphere of miracles they bring relief that's what an, that's what the supernatural encounters do now i'm just gonna i want to pray for a group of people here tonight some of us here in this room if you go to acts 9 you know i'm jumping between peter and paul but and moses but if you go to acts 9 you'll see in the bible that the moment that paul was or paul which was Saul at the time was converted on this road to damascus that was the first encounter that he had with God. But the Bible said what? He became blind for three days. And then God had to use another man to create a supernatural encounter by the name of Ananias. That's what God was speaking to me as I'm standing here. He said, many of us, our issue is not with the first encounter. It's that we've been longing for the second encounter. We've been longing for the second touch from God. For some of us, we have the first touch, but we're longing for that extra, for that more, for that second encounter. It's not enough to just be changed. I was changed three years ago. I was changed four years ago. I will, God touched my life and encountered me at YOF this year. God touched my life and encountered me at Dunamis. But that's all a part of the first touch. I need a second touch. I need a second touch from God. 
And I don't know if that's you, but if that's you all over this place, just come to this altar. I just want to pray for you. Say, God, I need a second touch. That's all. Anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. God, I need a second touch. I need that second touch from you. Not the first. I need a second touch. I need that second touch. I need, I, my life has been changed. I just need a second touch. When I was changed, things happened. I went blind for three days. But I need my eyes to be open. I need vision. I need that second touch. I need that second encounter. I need that second supernatural encounter with you, God. I need that more. I need that next. I need that next. I need that next. I need that next. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.